Here we go, loopy loo. Here we go, loopy light. Here we go, loopy loo. All on a Saturday night. Hello, this is Luby with Luby's Lullabies podcast. Today I'm talking to you about The Dalai Lama's Cat. This is a book, a novel by David Mitchie. And to save me going into all the deep background of what it's all about, I'm going to read you the prologue first of all, and then I'll talk about it in my next broadcast. Here we go. The idea came about one sunny Himalayan morning. There I was lying in my usual spot on the first floor windowsill, the perfect vantage point from which to maintain maximum surveillance with minimum effort, as His Holiness was bringing a private audience to a close. I am far too discreet to mention who the audience was with, except to say that she's a very famous Hollywood actress. You know, the legally blonde one who does all the charity work for children and is quite well known for her love of donkeys? Yes, her. It was as she was turning to leave the room that she glanced out the window with its magnificent view of the snow-capped mountains and noticed me for the first time. Oh, how adorable! She stepped over to stroke my neck, which I acknowledged with a wide yawn and tremulous stretch of the front paws. I didn't know you had a cat, she exclaimed. I'm always surprised how many people make this observation, though not all are as bold as the American in giving voice to their astonishment. Why should His Holiness not have a cat, if indeed having a cat is a correct understanding of the relationship? Besides, anyone with a particularly acute power of observation would recognise the feline presence in His Holiness nature nature by the stray hairs and occasional whisker I make it my business to leave on his person. Should you ever have the privilege of getting very close to the Dalai Lama and scrutinising his robes, you will almost certainly discover a fine wisp of white fur, confirming that far from living alone, he shares his inner sanctum with a cat of impeccable, if undocumented, breeding. It was exactly this discovery to which the Queen of England's corgis reacted with such vigour when His Holiness visited Buckingham Palace, an incident of which the world media were strangely unaware. But I digress. Having stroked my neck, the American actress asked, Does she have a name? Oh yes, many names, His Holiness smiled enigmatically. What the Dalai Lama said was true. Like many domestic cats, I have acquired a variety of names, some of them used frequently, others less so. One of them, in particular, is a name I don't much care for, known amongst His Holiness staff as my ordination name. It isn't a the name the Dalai Lama himself has ever used, not the full version at least, nor is it a name I would disclose so as long as I live. Not in this book, that's for sure. Well, definitely not in this chapter. If only she could speak, continued the actress, I'm sure she'd have such wisdom to share. And so the seed was planted. In the months that followed, I watched His Holiness working on a new book, the many hours he spent making sure texts were correctly interpreted, the great time and care he took to ensure that every word he wrote conveyed the greatest possible meaning and benefit. More and more, I began to think that perhaps the time had come for me to write a book of my own, a book that would convey some of the wisdom I've learned sitting not at the feet of the Dalai Lama, but even closer, on his lap. 
a book that would tell my own tale, not so much one of rags to riches as trash to temple, how I was rescued from a fate too grisly to contemplate, to become the constant companion of a man who is not only the world's most spiritual leader um, and a Nobel Prize laureate, but also a dab hand with a can opener. Often in the late afternoon, after I feel His Holiness has already spent too many hours at his desk, I will hop off the windowsill, pad over to where he is working and rub my furry body against his legs. If this doesn't get his attention, I sink my teeth politely, but precisely, into the tender flesh of his ankles. That always does it. With a sigh, the Dalai Lama will push back his chair, scoop me up into his arms and walk over to the window. As he looks into my big blue eyes, the expression in his own is one of sheer immense love and it never ceases to fill me with happiness. My little body katva, he will sometimes call me, and sometimes um, a Sanskrit term that is in Buddhism means an enlightened, enlightened being. Together we gaze out at the panoramic vista that sweeps down the Kangra Valley. Through the open windows, a gentle breeze carries fragrances of pine, Himalayan oak and rhododendron, giving the air its pristine, almost magical quality. In the warm embrace of the Dalai Lama, all distinctions dissolve completely between observer and observed, between cat and llama, between the stillness and twilight and my deep-throated purr. It is in these moments that I feel profoundly grateful to be the Dalai Lama's cat. And so here is the first of the rewarding book um, that I will talk about in further in my next uh, broadcast. And it is quite delightful. The Dalai Lama's Cat, a novel by David Mitchie. And this is Luby with Luby's Lullabies podcast. Thank you very much for listening to me today. <laughs>